This morning, we are starting a brand new series that we are, are calling Kingdom Come. It's called Kingdom Come, How the Beautiful Life is Made Real in Community. And, and in your bulletin, you'll find a postcard that looks like this. And, and on the back of this postcard are our dates and the scriptures that we'll be in as, as we, we go through this series. So really, this postcard does serve as your roadmap for this series. And I always say this at the beginning of the series. So you not only have the postcard, but if you want our scripture sent directly to your email inbox and you are not receiving those emails already, simply email me. My, my email address is on the screen. You do not have to write me anything. Just simply put the words kingdom come in that subject line and we will add you to our distribution list. If you are already on our distribution list and you are like, man, these emails just keep coming and I want them to stop, I also want to give you that opportunity. So so email me and just put the word stop in the subject line and we will drop you off our distribution list. If that's you, you are not going to hurt my feelings. So please, no worries there if you want to come off that distribution list. And if you're already on that distribution list and you want to stay on that distribution list, you don't have to do anything, you are good. You may notice that we actually have a new look to these emails. As we continue to look for ways for us as a church family to engage God's word together, we're, we're going to send these to you and, and we're going to actually send those to you through the Bible app. And even if you don't have the Bible app, if you click on that link in that email, those verses will open up for you. And if you do have the Bible app, then there are some additional features as far as interaction that the app then gives us. And again, the reason that we do all of this is because we want to give you opportunities to allow God's word to impact you, take root in your life, and propel you forward in your relationship with Jesus. So, This new series that we're in is really simply a continuation of of really the same thing that we've been talking about together over the last six months. And if you remember back, if you were here, we we started this kingdom series by, by looking at King Jesus. By spending probably three months looking at these, these episodes out of the life of Jesus that speak powerfully to us today. And then we jumped into, into a series that looked at probably the, the most important sermon of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, which really is an invitation from King Jesus into a beautiful kind of life. And we just ended that series at the end of December. And so now as we step into this new year, we're going to extend this, this kingdom theme by looking at this beautiful life that Jesus invites us into and how that is made real how that is made concrete, how that, that, that is made tangible in our life together. Sh- shines brightest, is most powerful in and through community. And so throughout the, the, the last number of months, I kept circling back to the definition of kingdom, as in kingdom of God, kingdom of, of heaven, because I think that that definition can be a little bit confusing for us. And so I've been reminding us that, that the most straightforward, the most meaningful definition that I can bring you for this idea of kingdom really is this. The kingdom is the reign and the rule of the king. 
And so this idea of kingdom that we see in scripture is all about our king, all about the reign and the rule of God and what life looks like under that reality. And, and I want to call this out for us, right? This, this new series has something in it that, that is going to be tricky for you and I as Americans. Because whether you realize it or not, you and I have, have when we think about our relationship with God, we are faced with a very American pull, a very American draw to, to the private, to the individual, and to the personal. Right? Th- think about how, how we oftentimes talk about our relationship with Christ. How often do we call that our personal relationship with Jesus? And while that's true, our relationship with Jesus is personal. That's not all that it is. God calls us both individually, but he also calls us corporately. He calls you and I into a life together. He calls us to reflect him in a kingdom kind of life, a life under his reign, a life under his role to the world around us. If you look at the topics that we'll be discussing off this postcard in the next couple of weeks, right? A community that hopes. Does our broader culture need hope? A community that unites. Does our broader culture need unity? Like when I watch the news, I think our broader culture has has totally forgot what unity even is. Does, Does our broader culture need to see what reconciliation looks like? A community that gives. Does our broader culture need to see what a self-denying, self-sacrificing life looks like? A culture that is, is conditioned to look out for number one, first and foremost, to look out for themselves. So does our culture need to see what generosity looks like? Well, the answer to all those questions is yes and yes and yes and yes. But what does showing hope and unity and reconciliation and generosity and these things that reflect back to our king, what does it mean to practically live out those kind of things in our world today? What opportunities are here for you? What joy is here for you to live this kind of way? What opportunities are here for us as a church to live in this kind of way, in our life together. And these are the kind of things that we get to tackle through this series. So we've taken this this series name, Kingdom Come, from the prayer of Jesus that we see in the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus prays to God, may your kingdom come soon. And that line in that prayer looks ahead to a someday, but yet at the very same time looks to the present moment where the kingdom is being made real as you and I live out this beautiful life, this life that is enabled by Jesus. And I think it's helpful for us to do a little bit of work here with this idea of kingdom as we start this series. So at the very beginning of of, of Jesus' ministry, and we see this in Matthew chapter four, verse 17, it says this, from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. 
And the reason that we can say that the kingdom of heaven is near is because he, Jesus, the king, is near. Later in the book of Matthew, we see Jesus calming storms and casting out demons and healing the sick and opening the eyes of the blind and feeding the hungry and and explaining and showing what God is like. And as Jesus does these things, he, he is bringing the kingdom, his reign and his rule into reality, into the here and now. He is restoring things to the way that they were meant to be. And some future day, the kingdom will come in all its full power and glory and greatness. And there, there will be no part of creation that is left unrestored. But before that day, today, We cannot forget that in Jesus, the kingdom has come here and now. And that's what Matthew chapter four is telling us. That the massive kingdom change, despite appearances, that massive kingdom change is underway. That if you are following Jesus, there is, is massive, whether you feel it or not, there is change happening in your life. The massive kingdom change is underway in our life together as a church. With, with the coming of the kingdom in Jesus, the, the sin that plagues mankind has begun to lift. The kingdom is near, the kingdom has come, the kingdom is active, and the kingdom is on the move. And one of the things that that means for you and I, it's actually an invitation, and it's this. right? You, you are, are right now being given an invitation for your life to be a kingdom outpost. You are being given an invitation right now from the king himself for for your life to be sovereign kingdom territory, to live your life under the reign and the rule of King Jesus. And if you say yes to that invitation, and here's where this gets exciting, If you will say yes to that invitation because the kingdom is a growing reality in your life, you have the opportunity to bring the kingdom literally into into each and every situation that you step into. Do you realize that? And and here's what that means, right? right? That your life is a kingdom outpost. It simply means that you get to bring Jesus, the king, into into each and every situation, each and every interaction. Every person that you talk to, you get to bring Jesus into those interactions. And that gets us to our scripture for this morning. And while these passages don't use the word kingdom, the, the idea here is that the reign and the rule of Jesus does not end with us. It's actually meant to spill out into the situations and the lives of the people around us. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. The apostle Paul writes, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. And why? so that we can do good things, the good things that he planned for us long ago. So so a relationship with King Jesus, a relationship that is only possible because of of God's vast, extravagant, one-way love to you, not because you are awesome, 
but because of, of, of God's extravagant one-way love, that love then is meant to not end with you, but to spill out onto, onto the people and situations around your life. That's Ephesians chapter two. We see the same thing in the book of James. This is James chapter two, 14 through 17. Here's what James writes, making the same point. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. James says that your relationship with God will, if it's the real deal, will show up in your actions, will again spill out onto the people and the situations around you. That's James chapter 2. So if we come back to that idea of your life being an outpost of the kingdom, if we come back to this opportunity that you get to bring Jesus, the king, into every situation, every conversation, every interaction that you step into, if we come back to the flavor and the texture of your kingdom-shaped life spilling out on the situations around you, and the opportunity that's there, I wonder how that opportunity feels to you. Does it feel big? Does it feel scary? Does it feel overwhelming? Does it feel like, man, I don't even know where to start with that? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel like a once in a lifetime opportunity? Do you know what it feels like to those around you that don't know King Jesus? When they see hope and unity and reconciliation and encouragement and generosity, just to name a few ideas off our postcard, do you know what that kingdom kind of life feels like to them? It feels like life. Let me give you this illustration. It's kind of like watching the previews that show when you go to the movie theater, the previews that show before the movie that you're there actually to see. And you're sitting there watching those previews and, and there's a preview that you find super captivating, super compelling. You're sitting there saying, man, that looks so good. I have co- I've got to come back and see that. I, I, I've got to come back for that. Has that ever happened to you? That's how this kingdom kind of life, if we are doing it right, that's how this kingdom kind of life, it's like, it's like a super compelling movie preview that makes the world around you and they are watching you watching how we live our lives to say now that that looks good how do I get in on that now let me ask you this 
to a world that is looking at your life. If, if, if seeing the life of King Jesus reflected in you and through you, if that is super captivating and super compelling, can you imagine then how exponentially true that that becomes in spades when it's not just you living out the kingdom life in your individual life, but, but there's a whole group of people who are living out the kingdom kind of life together, right? So, so let's tweak this and say it this way. We together have the opportunity to bring the kingdom into each and every situation that we step into, so if the kingdom kind of life is compelling when, when seen in one life, how much more compelling does it become when the reign and the rule of Jesus bringing hope and unity and reconciliation and encouragement and generosity, how much more compelling does the reign and the rule of Jesus then become when magnified across two lives, 10 lives, 100 lives, 628 lives, that was our average attendance for last year. Across thousands of lives, across millions of lives, the exponential power that we do have as we together live out this kingdom kind of life, it's what we're gonna talk about over these next 10 weeks because that exponential kind of power is absolutely staggering that we together have the opportunity to demonstrate what, what real hope looks like when, when the world around us just feels looks hopeless. That we together have the opportunity to demonstrate the reality of what true self-sacrificing love looks like. That we together have the opportunity to demonstrate what real unity and reconciliation looks like because it's been modeled by and, and made possible by Jesus. That we get to be a people that, that, that encourages one another, that lifts one another up, that gets to be generous with our lives, that we, that we get to help each other surrender more and more of our lives to King Jesus. And so when that kingdom kind of life gets, gets multiplied, demonstrated across our shared life together, there is a power there that does and will speak volumes to the world around us. But, and I'll ask the worship team to come back. But here's the catch. As the power of the kingdom kind of life gets, gets magnified as we live out this, this kingdom life together, it's also true that, that something gets taken away from that when we fail to join together in this kingdom kind of life. That as a people with, with this kind of just exponential kind of opportunity, that opportunity gets fractured as we fracture. That the reign and the rule of the king, that, that beautiful picture of the kingdom kind of life, that beautiful picture gets muddied as we drag each other through the mud. And so what that means simply is that we need you and you need us and I need you and you need me and we all need Jesus 
to help us, us graciously live this thing out with each other. To help us love each other, to help us demonstrate the love of our king, helping us to reflect the kingdom kind of life into the places that we find ourselves. And so we together have the opportunity to bring the kingdom into each and every situation that we step into, but what will we do with this opportunity? What will you do with this opportunity? Our next several weeks are going to be us wrestling with these two questions. How will we, how will you respond?